It's Philosophy Talk. Forgiveness liberates the soul. It removes fear. That is why it is such a powerful weapon. Most of us can forgive and forget. We just don't want the other person to forget that we forgave. The weak can never forgive. Forgiveness is the attribute of the strong. The next one is dedicated to Rachel from Ross. Rachel, he wants you to know he's deeply sorry for what he did, and he hopes you can find it in your heart to forgive him. Forgiveness as the key to a good marriage. Forgiveness as the key to reconciliation. Forgiveness as the key to salvation. Forgiveness as the key to recovery and healing. The rainbow nation starts here. Reconciliation starts here. Are there wrongs that can never be forgiven? Our guest is Paul Hughes from the University of Michigan, Dearborn. Forgive and forget. Coming up on Philosophy Talk. Welcome to Philosophy Talk, the program that questions everything. Except your intelligence. I'm John Perry. And I'm Ken Taylor. We're coming to you from the studios of KALW San Francisco. We're continuing conversations that began down the road at Stanford University. There at Philosophy Corner is the philosophy department where Ken and I are professors. And our conversation today is about forgiving and forgetting. Never forget, Ken. Never forget. But forgive. That's often a good thing. It's in a, a, a different thing entirely than forgetting. When somebody wrongs us, negative emotions can eat away at us. They may do more harm than the original transgression. If we let go of our anger and resentment, we experience healing and reconciliation. Those are good things. That all sounds very good, John. But, you know, sometimes forgiving, I don't think it's called for. I mean, suppose somebody does me some terrible wrong and, and is totally unrepentant about it. Why should I forgive that kind of person? Well, maybe you shouldn't. But when you forgive, you don't do it for their sake. You do it for your own sake, for the sake of your own mental health. But letting go of my anger and all that won't do me any good if the person is just going to turn around and do it again. I mean, unless they do something to really deserve my forgiveness, I'd be a fool to forgive them. Well, I, I'm not denying that. There are times when you shouldn't forgive. Sometimes forgiveness would be so totally self-defeating. And sometimes it, it wouldn't do anything for your long-term mental health. So you agree with me that uh, forgiveness is sometimes just undeserved? Well, not quite, because I don't think it's really a matter of what someone deserves. It's not a matter of desert. It's a, it's a gift. There's nothing a person can do to deserve forgiveness. Forgiveness is a gift by the person that was transgressed. It has to be freely given. You're never morally required to forgive. Never? Really? I'm not quite sure I agree with that. Imagine a person who is fully <clears throat> repentant. They've resolved never to do the wrong thing again. They've done everything possible to make up for their transgression. What more could you ask? Why shouldn't you? Why wouldn't you forgive such a person? Well, maybe you should forgive in that situation. But my point is, to repeat, don't do it for their sake. Do it for your own sake. If they've come that far, your anger's not doing you much good anymore, is but, it? Yeah, but it's not just a matter of you. I mean, we criticize people for being too unforgiving. I mean, if you can't bring yourself to forgive somebody who's fully and sincerely repentant, I, I think there's something wrong with you. And, and doesn't that right there show that forgiveness is sometimes the morally right thing, the morally required thing? Well, I don't think it shows that. Getting to the point of forgiveness can be really hard. If you can't get there on your own, maybe you need some help. You need a therapist. But 
being unable to forgive isn't a moral failing. You shouldn't blame people who can't forgive. Maybe you should console them or get them some help. But uh, it's not a matter of blame. I'm still not convinced. Look, suppose somebody does something terrible to me. Maybe they betray my deepest confidences, right? And I'm all upset. But, you know, they're repentant and they're trying to make it up to me, set everything right. And all my friends are convinced that he should be forgiven. Maybe they have forgiven him. I'm the last holdout. Well, wait a minute. Wait a minute. I, I just don't get this set up. You're making an assumption that seems unjustified. Well, look, all I'm assuming is that my friends care about me, that they're upset on my behalf, but they've moved on. They've already forgiven the person. They're just trying to get me to come along, too, and do the right thing. Well, now I see what I don't like about this scenario. It doesn't seem to me to make any sense because, in what I mean, how can your friends forgive on your behalf? Only you can forgive someone who has wronged you. I don't know about that, John. Suppose somebody does something, murders my brother. He's dead. He's long gone. He's in no position to forgive. But can't I forgive the murderer on behalf of my brother? No. You can forgive the murderer for what he did to you, depriving you of your beloved brother. But I don't see how you can forgive him for what he did to your brother, only your brother could do that. But what well, well, think about self-forgiveness, where, where you've done something wrong to somebody else, okay? You've done something wrong, and they won't forgive you. Now, but you feel the, a sense of guilt and remorse. It's way out of proportion to the harm you actually caused them. Your guilt and remorse are eating you up, despite the fact that they won't forgive you. It can be a healthy thing to forgive yourself, to let go and move on. Don't, don't you agree with that? Maybe it's uh, healthy to let go and move on, but I'm not sure it's self-forgiveness. It's not like you can say, oh, I murdered your brother. I know you can't forgive me. But I forgive myself, so everything is fine. The slate is wiped clean. <laughs> I see your point. That makes, you know, forgiveness is a tricky thing, and there are lots of questions here to sink our teeth into. To start with, exactly what is forgiveness? Can forgiveness ever be morally deserved, or must it always be freely given? When is it wrong to forgive? Are there wrongs that can never be forgiven? And what about self-forgiveness or forgiving someone on behalf of another? Do these ideas even make sense? We're going to start, however, with a story from our roving philosophical reporter, Caitlin Esch. We sent her out to learn more about the emotional journey you sometimes have to travel to reach the point of forgiveness. She files this report. Forgive and forget, we're told. But what is true forgiveness? True forgiveness would be letting go. But I think it's hard for anyone to do that. Forgiveness is a thing you can either do for yourself, based on things that have been done to you, or something that you give to somebody else who's done something that makes them feel less. But are some acts so heinous that they're beyond forgiveness? Yeah, you can wrong someone so terribly that it's impossible to let it go. And it may be a gradual many wrongings that would really hurt someone so much that it's impossible to forgive them. There is such a thing as like unbelievable, cruel, like evil behavior. Well, it was New Year's morning and um, I just kind of puttering around and drinking massive amounts of coffee from the night before. You know, the phone rings and it's my brother and I could tell he was really upset. Everett Worthington is a psychology professor at Virginia Commonwealth University. Fifteen years ago, his brother Mike called with some bad news. His voice was quivering, and he, he said, well, something terrible has happened. You know, Mom's been murdered. I, I went over to wish her Happy New Year and took my son, my 10-year-old son. I let myself in with my key, and, you know, there was just blood all over the walls, and 
I, I looked down at the end of the hall and her body was laying there and I covered my son's eyes and just took him out and called the police. Worthington's mother was murdered at her home in Knoxville, Tennessee in a burglary gone awry. A young man broke into the dark house with a crowbar. Worthington's mother was brutally attacked. And he was very angry and he, you know, had um, assaulted her sexually with a wine bottle and you know, then had run around through the house, apparently, and, and broken all of the mirrors in the house. He was very guilty, could not look at himself in the mirror. As Worthington learned the gory details of his mother's painful death, he recalls first feeling rage. And I remember getting really angry and, and just uh, pointing to a baseball bat against the wall and saying, I, I wish whoever did that were here. I, I would just beat his brains out. But within a day, Worthington did something incredible. He forgave. He says in fantasizing about killing his mother's killer, he was forced to confront himself. So whose heart is darker? This kid with the impulse control problem? You know, who's afraid he's gonna go to jail? Who's angry that his perfect crime has been messed up? Or, or this psychologist who studied forgiveness for years and years and years, who's done marriage counseling, who's told other people how to forgive, but who's willing after a day of thinking about this to take a baseball bat and hit somebody in the head until he dies. And I thought, well, my heart is darker than his heart. Worthington is a Christian, and having studied forgiveness for almost a decade, he was well positioned to forgive. But that doesn't mean it was easy. Worthington says it takes a lot of empathy, altruism, and commitment. For Worthington, forgiveness is something that happens inside of us. It doesn't mean you can't hold a person accountable for the injury, but you can free yourself from letting the injury sting indefinitely. For Philosophy Talk, I'm Caitlin Esch. Want to hear more? You can find the complete episode on iTunes Music, or for unlimited listening, become a subscriber at philosophytalk.org.